You're listening to the One Podcast. What's up, Lions fans? Happy draft week to you. Tori Petri here, your host for this official Lions podcast. It is draft week, and by the end of this week, there will be several new Lions added to the roster. We are so excited. I am headed down to Nashville on Wednesday, so by the time you hear this, I'll probably be on my way to Nashville to cover the draft from there, and then I'll come back here on Friday, cover the rest of the draft from Allen Park. Such an exciting week, so this is your draft week edition of the One Pridecast. Now, there are so many different draft previews out there. We've got them on DetroitLions.com. I've done Tori's take on it, and there's a billion podcasts you can listen to that'll tell you who the Lions are going to draft and what targets they might have, but this podcast is going to look a little bit different. We're taking things from the perspective of the players. We're talking to two different players today, Deshaun Hand and Zach Zenner, who have very different perspectives on the draft. Deshaun Hand was drafted in the fourth round last year, and Zach Zenner went undrafted in 2015. I caught up with both of them about what draft week was like for them, what it was like to finally find out where they were going to play, and so much more. I also talked to them a lot about their off seasons and what they've been up to. So if you listen, you will get to know these guys on a personal level so much more, which is what I love. I love getting to hear guys' interests off the field, and there's a lot of that in today's podcast as well. But we have lots to get to today, so I will go ahead and send you to my interviews with Deshaun Hand and Zach Zinner. The NFL Draft is just around the corner. Be sure to visit DetroitLions.com to stay up to date on Lions potential draft picks, news, analysis, and much more. DetroitLions.com, your home for everything Detroit Lions. Joining me now on this Draft Week edition of the One Pride Cast is Lions defensive lineman Deshaun Hand. Deshaun, thanks so much for coming on the podcast with us this week. Thanks for having me. It's draft week, so we'll get into talking about that in just a minute, but why don't you catch me up on what you've been up to this offseason? So I was training in Houston, and then I was able to go to Italy for a week. Uh, The first two days I was in Florence, and I did a pizza cooking class in gelato. And then when I went to Rome, I went to the Mafi Coast, and I did a pasta cooking class. How awesome. That sounds like the perfect offseason. How did you even find out about uh, taking cooking classes in Italy? Where did that start? Well, one, I like to cook. So, and I really like like different type of pastas. So I just wanted to learn like, you know, the root of it and where it came from and kind of how to make it from scratch. And I mean, now I won't buy pasta from by the box right. at all. Yeah, you, you've had like the better kind now. Oh, so why man. even stoop it's, it's down night to and day. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize it's really easy to make pasta. Like it only takes probably like 10 minutes. The only thing that takes the longest is like when you gotta let it like rest right that is so cool how did you get into cooking um well one so my mom or my grandma was like cooking like so like uh they always would cook like big dinners or like big breakfasts and i would be in the kitchen like you know trying to sneak a, <laughs> a bite or two so they was like hey look you gonna have to learn how to you know cook by yourself when we're not around <laughs> since you like to eat all this stuff so i just picked it up and it was fun to me so you learned it from them yep that's the best way to learn is from family. So you got, what's your go-to family recipe? Oh, okay. Well, a fan favorite is my baked chicken. Okay. And then I just recently did jerk chicken, actually Ooh. about a week ago. And it turned out good. I made it from scratch. I didn't know that the main ingredient, like the moisture, like the paste comes from the olive oil and onions. Like you cut a whole onion okay. and like mix it up. Like interesting. It's just, yeah, it's very interesting. 
Wow. Well, Italy sounds like the best place to learn how to cook pasta. And I'm super jealous because I studied abroad in Italy and I absolutely love that country and the food and just the scenes and the sights. Very simple ingredients. They said the more ingredients you use, that means you don't know how to cook. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) All right. That makes sense to me. (laughs) That makes sense. Did you just go by yourself on this cooking? No, I went with some friends I grew up with. Okay. Okay. So are they into cooking as well? Yeah. Awesome. So you uh, spent some time in Florence. Did you get to see Florence at all while you were there? Yeah, uh, we went on like a little boat. I stayed on the by the river. I don't, okay. I don't remember the river exactly, but uh, we did like a little tour of that. We took a tour of the city. Uh, of course, I did shopping. Um, of course, and, you know I got some off-white gear because it's cheaper <laughs> out there. So uh, that was smooth. But Rome, really, I, I like. We went around like a lot. Seen like the Colosseum. Right, and, you have to uh, see the Colosseum. Oh man, it's, it's just something. Um, the Vatican, yeah. So I went there, and you have to have jeans on when you go to the Vatican. Like you can't go. They're really strict on like clothes and what you can wear in there. So that was interesting. Did you see the Pope while you were at the Vatican? Nah, nah I ain't do all that. It was kind of <laughs> just like we were on like a little golf cart. We were just going around. So it was like really quick. So. Okay, so you got to have like the speed tour yeah. on the golf cart yep. and everything, and you mm-hmm. saw the Amalfi Coast as well. Oh man, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, and I them people got to be fit because <laughs> it's like uh, literally like just a vertical up and down city like it was it was cool though. like all the houses are built into the sides of the know. cliffs i just wonder like how did they do that without right. the technology that we have today like and it stands strong i mean of course there's some modifications but well okay so originally when i first went to alabama my first two years i was in civil engineering so i'm into like okay. architectural design and stuff like that so uh, there's a little fun note for y'all if y'all listening i'm learning so much about right. you so, civil engineering and cooking these right. are your your interests yeah so i was just like i was really wondering like you know like because the architect like the architecture there is like so advanced and like it's so symmetrical and they're doing it all by hand of course i mean you had sixty thousand slaves doing it but like it's just insane that you can just you know your mind can grasp all that back in the day right because now i mean I can think of making a stadium, but I have machinery to do it. You know, right. I have AutoCAD. I have uh, literally AutoCAD and, like, just different programs to tell me, you know, the thermodynamics of the material that I need. But just for them to know that by the book, you know, like, write it down. It's insane to me. So it's really interesting. I mean, the Coliseum is essentially a stadium. Right, and it's crazy. And it goes under underground, too. Right. And, like, I found that they used to do, like, um, underwater games there and everything. Yeah. But what killed my buzz is that, Okay, I'm sorry to ruin it for all y'all like <laughs> Gladiator fans, but it was like a WWE match because they said it was so expensive to like keep up with like gladiators. So like they stayed like in like their own little like uh, building, and then it was kind of like just fake. They had like fake blood like balls and everything. It was cool. Oh, so it was choreographed basically. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now the chariot racing that was the real deal. Okay. They were like killing each other for real. Anything goes. You just couldn't hit the horse. Interesting. Right. Sounds like it was a very uh, cultured trip to Italy. Like yeah. you got to learn a lot while you were there, not just about cooking. Right. Uh, so are you going to be able to recreate your pasta and gelato creations oh, back here? Man. Well, the gelato, I need an ice cream maker. I don't know if I'm going to invest in that. I'm going to just go to a <laughs> store for that. But definitely, I mean, pasta, pizza, definitely going to be doing that. What's the secret to Italian pizza? Uh, make it with love. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Make it with love. I and like it. It's crazy. So I have a video on my phone. I'm gonna show you after this. But I'm like tossing the pizza, and it got stuck on like, the <laughs> railing. 
because I just threw it up too strong. It was bad, <laughs> but it is what it is. This is what happens when they let an NFL player toss a pizza. Correct. It just gets out of hand. Correct. Hey, it was still good, though. It was still good. It still turned out tasting good. So. I bet. I'm a little upset you didn't bring any for no. me today here when we were recorded this podcast because this sounds like amazing pizza and an amazing trip, and uh, it's nice to know a little oh, yeah. bit more about Deshaun Hand and about your engineering and, and uh, cooking interests. Yep. So. Thanks for uh, filling us in here. No problem. Well, hopefully you're enjoying your offseason. We're here this week talking a lot about the draft. Correct. So let's go back in time to your draft experience last year. What is that week leading into the draft like when you are just waiting to find out what's going to happen and you know it's just days away? Uh, I was excited to see where I was going to go. And at the same time, um, each draft, like, that was selected before me kind of just built more of a chip on my shoulder. So I'm kind of thankful for the draft because I went in the fourth round. Mm -hmm. Um, I was selection 114. So, you know, teams thought that 113 players were better than me and that's how I took it. So I'm playing with that chip on my shoulder and that's what like keeps me going. Just, I mean, just a small, you know, piece that just, you know, keeps me going. Did you have an idea going into the draft of where you thought you were going to be drafted? No, not at all. I mean, I had people telling me I was going to go here and there, but me, I'm the type of person that I don't really feed into hype. I've been like that all my life, so I kind of just wanted to see for myself. How do you keep the nerves down when it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're just waiting for the draft to start? Right. No. I mean, it was just exciting. Like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm going to be in the NFL soon. Right. Like, but then, you know, each day goes by, you're like, wow, like, this is a harsh reality, you know. And then when you get in, you just got to make it happen. So that's what I'm doing. Then Thursday and Friday, you're waiting for your name to be called. So two nights of the draft pass by before you hear that the Lions select Deshaun Hand. What is it like watching those first two nights of the draft? Man, it was kind of a punch to the stomach. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I mean, hey, God don't make no mistakes. So everything happens for a reason. Did you have a, a party or something that you were watching it with family? Or yep. were you oh, trying yeah. to be low-key about it? No, I definitely just had all my family. We had a little cookout, and um, we had it on day two. So, you know, that went how it went. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, everybody, you know, came back um, the next morning just, you know, hoping that I'd get a call, and I got the call. Well, I'm glad everybody was able to come back for the next day. What is that conversation like at the end of night two of the draft? And, you know, for somebody who didn't get drafted on night two, clearly your NFL career is working out just fine for you. But just at at the end of night two and and things didn't quite turn out how you hoped, how do you have that conversation with your family about what has to happen the next day? It's no conversation. My family knows, like, what I put into football, and they know my mentality. So – I just needed to get in. Once when I got in, I, I knew my hard work was going to show for itself. So I wouldn't have to speak about it, and I'm still the same way, you know. Um, I want to be a premier guy in this league, and I want to help this team win. So I'm just going to keep working, and when I get to that, I'm going to work even harder to maintain it. Describe that moment for me when you finally heard your name called relief like (laughs) I was like yes they're they're letting me in like you know and um I mean it's just I fit in this place so well and I'm I'm happy to be here um I love the staff I love my teammates It's, it's just a good fit 
And there you got some Alabama connections here as well. That had to be fun to, you know, hear Detroit Lions and then, okay, what am I going into? Who are the people that are going to be there? Right. And then you find out, hey, I've already got some ins. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, it was cool, you know. Um, I mean, he's my brother, so, you right. know, <laughs> just, that is just that. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. What was the family's reaction when you got drafted? Everybody was just excited, you know, like, finally, the wait is over, and – I mean, right after that, I was ready to work out. Actually, right after that call, I went and worked out. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so it was the morning it was, after you had the to cook out the night before. Yeah, so I had to, I had the cookout on the day two of the draft, and then after that, the morning came. And you know, they kind of just you know go through it after that, and um, yeah. Uh, once when I got the call, I went took a nap for a little minute. Cause I was like, finally, I was like, it was like a rush of excitement, and I was like, all right, let me go to sleep. Well, it's like I all the like, stress just builds up in that moment, and you can finally release it. Right. And you're like, I need a nap now. Right, right. <laughs> so you know, once when I woke, I said, I gotta get to work, cause I know I'm behind. <laughs> I mean, I already had that mindset. Like, that's just who I am. I want to be the best I can be at anything I'm doing. So I was like, look, I gotta, I gotta catch up. There's a lot of guys in the building, you know, that already are, you know, doing this and this and this. I gotta, I gotta do it. I love it. At what point, when you you heard Detroit, what was the point where you thought, "Oh wait, there's some weather that I'm gonna have to deal with oh, when yeah. I move to Detroit"? Okay, okay. <laughs> the weather, woo. You know what? Detroit <laughs> is a different type of cold. Uh-huh. I'm gonna let you know that because I'm from Philly. Philly cold and Detroit cold are totally different. Totally different. But I like it though. You know, I mean, outside fact, I like the snow. Want to have a little snowball fight? Yeah, you know what I mean. I missed that, so it was cool. It's funny. I had a little bit of a similar experience coming to Detroit. I got the job in Detroit, being mm-hmm. a Flor- Floridian. Oh. I'm a native Floridian, so I was just had that rush of excitement. Okay, I'm gonna go to Detroit, and well, then it's you, not you only got a little two while seasons. later. You got sunshine and rain. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Ain't nothing else. It's like hot and hotter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like you have that initial excitement and then at some point down the road it hits you oh this is going to be a little bit different than what i'm used right. to <laughs> oh it was a rude awakening man i remember because it said it was like supposed to be 51 i remember this it was right around halloween time and it was it said 51 i said oh i just need like a little light coat because you know in, in alabama or you know like you don't you don't really need a, like you just you yeah, can wear a t-shirt yeah, 51 is cool oh 51 would have felt like 42. <laughs> I said, whoa, that's a big drop-off. That is a very big drop-off. But it is what it is. It is, <laughs> it is. But uh, we're glad to have you here in Detroit. Uh, how would you kind of recap your first year of playing in the NFL? Uh, I would say getting my feet wet. Okay. And now, um, you know, I got my routine uh, I know the city. I'm comfortable in the city. So now, I mean, all I'm really working about or worrying about is just playing football. If you could go back and tell Deshaun Hand on draft night uh, something that Deshaun Hand now knows, what would you tell him? Don't spend so much money on food. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's the lesson. That's that what you've learned le- in your in yeah. your first year. I eat. I I have an eating problem. Like, I love food. I'm a foodie. So. Yes, I just start cooking more. Well, I think it'd be a problem if you weren't a foodie and you yeah, loved yeah. cooking. Yeah. 
Uh, it doesn't really ma- mix. You uh, have to be a foodie if you, you love cooking. You, you got a point there. You got a point there. <laughs> I don't want to get too big, though. You know? I don't want to blow up. Nah. Right. Mm, but got to stay fit. The less ingredients, the, right. the better cook you are. So now that that's got to that, count for something. Oh, man. Is I Just wait. How's your diet changing in this year since you've been up in your cooking game? I'm eating more salad, and I'm using less, like, uh, butter. Okay. Kind of, like, going easy. On like uh, like grease and stuff, kind of okay. just cooking with like uh, extra virgin olive oil, like just a little bit, nice. um, or like baking, just throwing in the oven. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. So that's why baked chicken is your is your oh, go-to recipe. Fan favorite. All right. Then, you know, no, oh, and I make lasagna. Okay. From scratch. From scratch. Oh. Do you have like yeah. a, a a pasta making machine, or do you do I it don't all have by that. hand? But see, so na- I used to buy the pasta. Like the uh, lasagna noodles okay. out of the box. But now... We've graduated. There you go. So it's <laughs> going to be a whole big event next time. I'm, I'm going to bring something in. I need to bring something in. Yeah, so next time you're on the podcast, I'll be expecting okay. a full platter of okay. food, please. And I want this live. When you taste it, I want them to hear <laughs> on the on the, on the the like the microphone. I want to hear it. Ooh, Deshaun, this is delightful. All right, I'm deal. You. Okay. Deal. I'm in. Y'all hear that, y'all? We got all summer to make Everybody, this happen. Everybody, y'all, y'all hear this. So I'm going to be back. They got to bring me back now, okay? So you're going to hear it. from me again. I love it. Last question for you before we let you go. Okay. What's your advice to guys who are going into the draft this week and finding out what team they're going to play <clears> for? Uh, don't stress. Um, just be excited. Um, you know, enjoy the moment. But at the same time, you know, don't live in it for too long. You got to work. You know, keep working because when you start working, somebody else is not. And your job is on the line. It's not like college anymore where you get a scholarship and you can kind of chill and like they got to honor your scholarship because you're signing the paper. Uh-uh. It ain't like that. It's a, it's a business at the end of the day. And even though you signed that contract, if you don't work, you can get kicked out just as fast. Love it. Wise words from Deshaun Hand. Deshaun, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm looking forward to our next meeting and uh, getting to eat some of your cooking creations. There we go. Be sure to stay tuned to DetroitLions.com for off-season news and analysis as they take fans down the road to the draft presented by your Southeast Michigan Ford dealers. Continuing our Draft Week podcast, our next guest is Lions running back Zach Zinner. Zach, thank you so much for joining the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. Of course, we will get into talking about the draft, but like I've been asking everybody when they come and visit the podcast, first catch me up on your off-season. How's it been? It has been busy. Probably my busiest one so far. Yeah. Um, after the season, I took some time off. We went and visited family in Minnesota, my wife and I, and my son, and dog. We all went. <laughs> can't forget the dog. <laughs> no, I can't forget him. And then we... Then when we came back, I was just... I was training and I uh, studied for about two months for my MCAT. MCAT is an acronym for Medical College Admissions Test. Mm-hmm. I retook that test, studied for two months, retook that test March 29th. Then the next day, my wife and I moved. Uh, wow. Because I had re-signed here, so, and, and we are expecting our second child, so we need another bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to move. Nice. So the day after the test moved, and then um, now that the you know spring program has started up here at the facility, I will. I'm also starting up uh, research with 
a lab out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Sanford uh, lab. Same one I worked with last off season. Okay. So on uh, Batten disease, uh, and they've kind of they've outlined what I'm going to be doing. So I'm going to start digging into that. Uh, I have started and uh, going to continue to do that uh, through the remainder of the spring program. So you do that remotely. So you work here for mm-hmm. for that lab. Yeah. So they sent me a laptop, and I can log into their. Uh, network and access the files that I need to and okay. things like that. Yeah, so I'll just do that here, and then questions are all with email. And um, if we need to do a Skype meeting, we do that. So, yeah, a lot of that sort of stuff. Uh, the lab is really used to that. They actually have a full time employee who lives in Missouri. Oh, um, so there's boots on the ground for sure. Like there's people doing a lot of work at the lab, but there's also um, quite a few people who work with this lab that work remotely. So uh, it's set up really well. So what is your role in the research? This year I'm going to be doing some data analysis and examining data or experiments that have already been done and analyzing them for differences in gender. So right now the data is all sorted out and they're compared to the different groups are compared, but they're not compared the male and females are not compared to each other so mm-hmm. just seeing uh gender differences in the cln8 disease model that they have wow yeah sounds like important work <laughs> yeah it's you know it is important and i was made even more aware of that importance uh this off season i got to hang out with a fun family <clears throat> who um they're a great family but unfortunately they do us um a daughter who has the disease uh, form of the disease that I'm working on so it was I was just able to realize and put a face behind right t- you know to the work that's being done in this lab uh, it was, it's really cool to be able to do that to put a face to something that you're working on yeah how cool and yeah. how special to be able to know the kinds of people that whose lives you're impacting yeah. uh, by the research that you're doing yeah. what is it like being so involved in work like that while you're also back here for workouts what do you like about having that to do in your free time well science and you know medicine that's another one of my big passions so to to have the ability even to do both is really a privilege and i i really enjoy it um uh, you know, to get to come here and do football stuff and then, you know, a few hours a day get to work on some science stuff. Uh, I love it. And how did the MCAT turn out? I don't find out till May 1st. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, uh, yeah, I've been waiting on that score. It feels like, I feel like I should know, but, <laughs> but I still have a couple weeks to go, but I feel confident, so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, best of luck. Yeah. I'm not worried about it at all. <laughs> I'm sure it went well. I feel like I did well enough. You know, right. when, I, when I took it, I, I took quite a few practice tests, so you get a feel. Right. And I wasn't um, – and there weren't any passages that really – where I was like, I have no idea. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I had a pretty good grasp on most of the content, so. You got this. You got this. <laughs> and moving into a new house, so still here in Michigan, a new house here in Michigan just added a bedroom. Yeah, yeah, a new townhome. Um, okay. We moved, and um, I didn't do any lifting we hired a moving company, <laughs> but still, you know, a lot. The mental process of moving is not easy. I don't want to do it again. You know, that was, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I, I probably, I probably will at some point, you know, both my wife and I are from Minnesota, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a process and we have a lot of crap now. So 
We just have a lot of stuff. So Michigan oh, is your man. mostly full-time home now. Oh, it has been ever since I've been on the team. Okay. I've never – I pay rent here, so I'm going to stay here. I don't – Makes sense. I don't have um, – <clears throat> I don't have another home base yet. Um, Alyssa and I, we've been talking about it. And right now, that's fine. <clears throat> Maybe in the next couple of years, we might look into getting something uh, in Minnesota to go back to. But right now, um, the last four years, we've been out here. All right. So yeah. you took the MCAT. Yeah. You're doing lab research. You had to pick out a new place to live. And you're about to become a dad times two. Yeah. Yeah. We're expecting. The due date is May 28th, so we're looking forward to that any ca- week now. Yeah, casual, just just a couple of life things happening. Yeah, like I said, probably my busiest off-season ever. <laughs> Next off-season, I'm going to chill out a little bit. <laughs> uh, kinda, <laughs> I don't know if overdid it, but uh, did a lot. So, um, yeah, it's it's been busy, but it's been good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love using my off-seasons. You know, that, that goes even back to college. You know, every summer I was taking classes and working and – uh, I just feel like I should use the time. Like you wouldn't be you if you just sat around and did nothing on the I, I actually did that um, for two weeks. <laughs> that was And then my, you'd had enough. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really how it felt. That was not not this off season. I could have done with maybe more than two weeks. But the, <laughs> my first off season after my rookie year, I'd already been on injury reserve. I had broken my ribs and I laid around for two weeks it's like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so then I, uh, that's when I started research at Henry Ford Hospital. Started pursuing those. So, yeah, for some guys, it it wouldn't work to be as busy as you are because that just isn't their personality. But for you, that's what helps you operate at your best. Yeah, I mean, people, a lot of people, they'll go and they'll just chill out. They they need that time. They need to do that. And I certainly respect that. You know, sure. I mean, everyone's got their own way, but. Yeah, I really enjoy uh, doing something during the off season. Sure. Yeah. What are you looking forward to about being back here with this team, learning a new offense this off season? To learn a new offense is really, I'll, I'll view it as a fun mental exercise or challenge. Like, because because I knew this will now be my third offense that I'll have to learn, and whenever you have to learn a new offense, you're learning really different things about the NFL um, because there are different systems and different backgrounds and different kind of trees of playbooks and to kind of to get exposed to another one I think it betters you as a player and as a student of the game so I'm excited to learn it and get good at you know know it and uh, move forward with it and win games. All right, we've looked forward in time. Now let's look back. We're sure. going to take it all the way back to draft week uh, when you entered into the NFL. Take me back mm-hmm. to that week and what watching the draft during that week was like. So that was 2015. That week watching the draft, it was interesting and probably the most fun I had watching the draft because I knew – most of the people or if I didn't I didn't maybe I didn't know them personally but I had heard sure. of them and been you know or they had been teammates I played in the east-west shrine game some you know my team some of my teammates in that all-star game were getting drafted running backs I met at the combine were getting drafted a lot of good running backs that year and 
to sort of watch those guys and uh, see them, you know, uh, have their moment on stage or get called, whatever it was, you know, they had cameras at their where they were hanging out. Uh, it was cool. It was probably the most fun I've had watching a draft and the closest I've ever watched a draft ever in all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you didn't end up getting drafted and you say that that was the most fun that you'd ever had I think that a lot of people (laughs) give a lot of anxiety and it would be a lot of nerves watching waiting to get drafted how did you cope with that well it was fun watching the first few rounds (laughs) where you know where I knew these guys and I knew that I was not viewed as that type of player as a first or second round draft pick so there was very little anxiety if my name would be called Uh, so when it came down to the later rounds, which was Friday and Saturday, that's when I uh, started getting more anxious and just kind of seeing, you know, what was going to happen, uh, where I would end up, and what and what would happen if anything. Ended up that weekend, we went up to my aunt and uncle's cabin in, I'd say, like north central Minnesota, mm-hmm. and uh, went fishing during the day, hung out. Um, Still had cell phone service, but was hanging out fishing, so I wasn't like, I, I wanted something, so I wasn't like sitting there like staring right, at, my, right. at my phone or at the TV. So went out fishing, and then when we got back in, um, an hour or two later, the draft ended, and then that's when I got a couple calls and uh, signed with the Lions. What was that feeling when the draft ended? When the draft ended and I was not signed, or right. I was not drafted, right? It was kind of this, just kind of felt the same. Like, okay, I didn't get drafted, <laughs> you know. It, now, hopefully, uh, just get a chance and in an undrafted uh, situation. And honestly, when you get to that point where it's six or seven or undrafted, sometimes it's better to be in an undrafted situation because you have more control over where you go. Sure. And you can select a better situation for you, a uh, better roster situation. So there were there are advantages and disadvantages to a sixth or seventh round pick or an undrafted uh, guy. So and I understood that. So it was just my agent and I had talked about those possibilities. And when the draft ended and I wasn't drafted, we just kind of switched to that undrafted game plan. And you're looking at the teams and who is um who has drafted running backs high what you know because the rust every roster situation has changed by the time the draft is over so going based on that uh selecting the best fit for me was what we worked on so what was that process like fielding those phone calls and trying to figure out which city was going to be your future it was pretty stressful but i was lucky to have a uh, an honest and uh, straight-talking uh, agent, my agent Chris uh, Giddings by my side um, via phone, you know, going back and forth with him and uh, to figure it out because it would have been – I can't imagine doing it by myself. So I was lucky to have to have him there. And, yeah, stressful, but it really was quick. You know, it was maybe 30 minutes. Wow. All that stuff's happening. Because you don't want to, you don't want to wait. Because mm-hmm. there are other people on. Everyone has a list, and they don't get you. They're going to go get someone else, and they're, but they're talking to them, everyone at the same time. So, uh, quick, stressful, and then it's it was over, 
uh, inside of the team, and it was like, um, <laughs> I, I always got to go back to this, but um, have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes. Remember when they the first one where they go and they think they do the gold ceremony, and then one of the pirates is like, I don't feel any different, and then the <laughs> Barbosa shoots him in the chest, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he doesn't die because he's still the undead. That's how it is. All right. <laughs> I like that analogy. It's like, wow, but I still feel the same. <laughs> you know, like, uh, but then, you know, as you go on and then you start packing and, you know, you pack your suitcase, it all becomes more real. It starts to set in. Yeah, it becomes more real to you. But in that, in that moment, I personally didn't feel, I mean, I was glad it was decided, but I, I didn't feel that that different, but then it starts to set in. You know, you're getting your suitcase, getting on planes, and then you get to the facility, and yeah, it all becomes really real and a lot more exciting. Why did you guys settle on Detroit? Um, there were there weren't that many other teams. I honestly, I think Baltimore, maybe the Redskins. There's one other one. Maybe it's a ways Chargers. back now. Maybe Chargers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember all. The, there weren't a ton of other teams, so I'll put the start off with that. We just thought it was a good uh, roster situation for me. I don't remember why, but why in comparison, I don't. I don't really know. But I think we just felt like it was the best roster situation for me to be at, based on the other teams that were offering. Sure. Yeah. You know, you you fast forward to now. You've gotten a new contract with the Lions, the same team that signed you undrafted. Mm-hmm. What would you go back and tell those guys who are ending draft day three and they're not drafted? Yeah. There might be some disappointment that comes with that. Yeah. From where you're at now, what would you tell them? I think you. I would say you are going to get your opportunity still, and you need to. You might not get as many opportunities but you'll still get an opportunity and you'll need to make most of that the same as you would have if you were drafted and I would say if that's something that motivates you that you did go undrafted and you were not selected then hang on to that I know there's quite a few guys that do that uh that's not something that really fuels me but if I think it's certainly available you know as motivation Uh, so if that's some if, that, if that's you, then take that and hang on to it. Life turned out all right for you, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, I believe that. Yeah, I, I would have been. I would have been okay either way. Sure. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I love football. I really wanted to play, and I love it. But I was also prepared to go to school and right. do something else. Still prepared to go to school. I am, yeah. even now. Yeah. Well, Zach, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We are excited for draft week and love getting to hear your side of the story. Uh, definitely feels like it would be encouraging for anybody who goes undrafted to, to listen to your story and hear <laughs> uh, the comfort that comes in just knowing, hey, you still get that opportunity and, and it can all work out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, if people are encouraged, uh, that's good. Um, thanks for having me on. Of course. Go Lions. <laughs> thanks so much, Zach. <laughs> Enjoy your off season. All right. Thanks.